everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode number 99. 99. That is Craig. I am Britt. Say hi, Craig. I just stole Hi, your everybody. Intro. Yeah, it's I, fine. That is I'm not, Craig. 98 Perfect. straight episodes of me pointing at him so he can say, I'm Craig, and me saying, I'm Britt, and then all of a sudden I'm like, screw it all! I'm just going to talk. <laughs> Craig, have... just turn off your mic. It's the Britt Show for 99. Done. Craig, Craig would probably be mostly Done. happy until somebody mentioned the Cleveland Browns. But uh, So episode 99, Yeah, th- there are some famous players who are 99, and it's going to make for a real interesting opening debate. But first, Craig has not shown me what we're drinking tonight. No. I brought a couple of beers the last couple of weeks. So Craig said, I have the beer of the duty this week. He has put next to me a sealed, well, well it's zipped up. It's zipped. It's but it's, zipped. it's not open. A sealed um, cooler bag. Right. That they give to good Apple employees. Yep. Because Craig works for Apple and he beat up the person who was awarded this. Um, My name's on it. It's fine. Oh, okay. So it was meant for him. Right. (laughs) Uh, And I've been told just to open the bag and take the top beer. Yep. So I reach into the bag. Into the bag. And I pull out a can. Supernaut from New England Brewing Company. I have heard of this. Yes. That's one of the beers that's... um... Once it's in a store, it goes away really fast. I have heard of this. Have you looked it up on Untapped? It is. It's got like a, I can look it up again. It's it's about a four. It's about a four? Yeah. All right, we'll do that. I'm going to read the up. can. Go ahead. So uh, for those of you listening at home, um, it says, uh, all right, it's, it says, hello, Houston, do you copy? Houston, I repeat, we have the Supernaut. Hints of tropical fruit, berry flavor, berry flavors, not berry flavors, berry flavors. Rich, full flavor, and a 5.8% IPA. That is pretty standard for a regular IPA. That's good. Affirmative. It is delicious. Unfortunately, all samples were consumed and more will be required. Houston, we have a problem. Right, that was that was a terrible so, dramatic So um, it has a global rating of 4.09. And how many people rated it? 8,206. So that's not like a small number because no. for those of you who aren't, don't do on tap to don't look closely at it. For beers that have a slower number of ratings, they do what's called the weighted rating. If you actually look at a global rating and tap the global rating, it will tell you if the rating is weighted based on the number of people. It's just it's just a standard deviation for right. those of you who like uh, uh, the math so stuff. So this is, um, what do we got here? 5.8% and it's 65 IBUs. That's really high for a 5.8%. I'm excited about this. Brit is the bear man. We each have our own glass, so yes. Brit doesn't have to pour anyone's drink. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I just threw the can at him. Bush. Um, yeah, I, I poured enough beer last night. Adam Sandler was in town, and I did some beer service. And, you know, two hours of serving people who uh, just want to sit there and get drunk so they can listen to Adam Sandler tell jokes. He was pretty funny, though. I watched a few minutes of it myself, and he was very, very funny. Was he? So, that's yeah. good. So, all right, so let me try a quick sip of this, and then we're going to move on to some football stuff. Yep. Now, can you see through it? Not really. Not really. You know, I didn't. I broke my own rule. It brightens up at the light, but you can't see your finger on the other There's side. There's some light penetration, but it's not. so it's not dank. Right. But it's not clear. Interesting taste. He's smelling and going back for another sip. The nope, nose is smelling. a little citrusy, but not like New England citrusy. Like uh, we brewed a little bit. We used some citra hops in this. Does it say what kind of hops? Did I read that off? No, it talks about. It's like the the hops fruit. are like the hops are like in the middle, and then come back really late, really really late, like thirty seconds later. Like I can feel the dryness setting in now. Yeah. Yep. So I like this. Um, 
Do you have more of this? No, but there's another beer in the bag for later. damn it. We need more of the good stuff. <laughs> we'll try another beer. Sure, why not? Nepco does a pretty good job. They I do. I think they're doing a them. beer festival this weekend or next oh, weekend. I can't go. Boo. Yeah, move is consuming my force. Okay, so moving on. Um, Hall of Fame numbers. We're at 999. So for the new season, well, episode 100 on. Well, episode 100 will be the end of the second season. But then we're going to start doing people with numbers who should be in the Hall of Fame. Right. So starting with the number one, Craig and I will pick our favorite number one on any team, anywhere, for any reason. <laughs> could be even for fantasy. It could be a kicker. Who cares? All right. That's going to that. go into the Hall of Fame. But we're still on the actual Hall of Famers. And number 99, by the way, this is season two, episode 49, if you're keeping track at home. That's I right. missed that bit in the beginning. 99 is worn by a couple of people. Is it Mark Gastineau? No. Uh, let's see here. Oh, it keeps moving. Brett is arguing with his Dan surface. Dan Hampton wore 99. Okay. Cortez Kennedy wore 99. All right. Warren Sapp wore 99. Okay. And Jason Taylor wore 99. I'm sorry. We, Jason Taylor's in the Hall of Fame. Jason Taylor from the Miami Dolphins and, and Jets. the Jets. Is in the Hall of Fame. Yes, that's correct. And Mark Gaston is not in the Hall of Fame. That's also correct. So. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I saw this, this conversation coming. So I looked up Jason Taylor's stats, and yep. I looked up Warren Sapp's stats. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not really impressed. Um, he played 15 seasons. He was an all-decade team in the 2000s. He made six Pro Bowls. Um, and you're talking about Jason Taylor, not Sapp. Yeah. Okay. Warren Sapp, uh, let me get his He won a Super Bowl. Up, had four, only four All-Pro selections, but made seven Pro Bowls and recorded almost 100 sacks, 96.5 sacks in 13 seasons. And let's see, Warren Sapp has a Super Bowl that uh, Jason Taylor doesn't. As a matter of fact, Jason Taylor only has one championship-level appearance, meaning AFC, NFC, or um, Super Bowl appearance. Just one. He played in the 2010 AFC Championship. With not the Dolphins. That's right, because you can't remember the last time the Dolphins were in the AFC Championship. Do you know what team that was? Uh, that would be the Jets. The New York Jets almost went to the Super Bowl nine years ago. Do you yes. know what, remember what team they lost to? Uh, was it the Steelers? It was. That was the year that the Steelers went on and won uh, the Heinz Ward year. Heinz Ward, was, Heinz Ward was really big. Who the hell was the running back that year? It's driving me nuts. Because that was the one where the reporter got the guy's name wrong. It wasn't Bettis, was it? No. no that no, was after no, no. Bettis. Look that up. We'll look it up. But here, I, I just want to just point that out, that you know Warren Sapp has a lot more championship game experience you, than Jason Taylor. Would you like some names from the Jet team really quick? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, so 2010, I'll, I'll just name some random people that were on there. Uh, Mark Brunel, Mark Sanchez. Wow. DeBrickishaw Ferguson. Is that the butt fumble game? It may be. Oh, my God. Their running back was Ladanian Tomlinson. LT. Race, wide receivers consisted of people such as Jericho Cotchery, Braylon Edwards, and Santonio Holmes. My God. It's like everybody's second number two receiver <laughs> got on the same team. All right, I'm so, drink some more. sure. So 2010, Steelers. Just for the record, the final score of that 2010 game was Steelers 24, <clears throat> Jets 19. The Steelers barely beat the Jets in the AFC Championship in 2010. Yep. Barely beat the Jets. And they went on to win the Super Bowl that year. I think that might be the last time I can remember an AFC Championship that did not include the Patriots in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Charlie Batch was on that team. Okay. It's a running back I'm looking for. Uh, Antonio Brown. Um, let's see here. I can, I'll know his name when I hear it. 
Scrolling, scrolling. Dead air. <laughs> uh, Rashard Mendenhall? Nope, the other guy. Uh, wow, Rashard Moore? Mendenhall. Moore? Day Moore? Who was it? Moel Day. No. Isaac Redman? Nope. Yeah, tight end, tight end. There's Let's another running back on that team, Dan. All right. Uh, Jonathan Dwyer. Really? He was on that team? Yeah. That's not the guy I'm thinking of. Oh. That's all we got. Okay. I, I, must th- I might be thinking of the wrong guy or the wrong situation. Okay. Anyway. Um, so I'll take Warren Sapp's career over that. Let's not forget, Warren Sapp does have one championship. He does. Super Bowl 37 when they advanced over the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. And he also played in the 1999 NFC Championship game, which, against they lost to the greatest show on turf. That was the year the Rams beat the Titans on the last play of the game. Oh, my God. That was was such a good game. But here's the thing. And and this is why I'm going to lean towards why Sapp is getting my recognition today. The final score of that NFC Championship was St. Louis 11, Tampa 6. Wow. The most prolific offense of the last few years of the 20th century. <laughs> Tory Holt, Marshall Falk, what's his name at quarterback? Oh my God, Kurt Warner. <laughs> there you go. Who's that guy? Kurt Warner at quarterback. I mean, these these are Hall of Fame. Isaac Bruce was on that team. I mean, these are all all time greats. The Buccaneers held them to 11 points. Yeah. They that's impressive. Snuck through to yeah i remember that super bowl we were watching it in your living room that was also the first year family guy aired was that that year yeah that was bucks raiders if you remember correctly oakland raiders were the other team in here because it was yep. the whole thing was that gruden was going to play his old team yep you know and that was that was the big deal um but yes yes i remember that that was the infamous chicken bone night was it not it was so it we was. had a bunch of chicken winks all right i gotta we tell did. the story yeah go ahead I love and we had wings. plates all over the living room, and Craig was sitting on the floor of my living room, and I said to Craig, take those bones, put them on one plate, and stack them, <laughs> meaning con- concrete the bones into one plate and then stack the plates. What Craig heard was, get all the bones on one plate so you can create a Jenga tower of chicken bones, which he then did. And I did not notice until halftime when there was literally probably, what, about six to eight inch tall tower probably. of chicken bones in a Jenga tower format. I'm like, what are what? you doing? He told me I... to put the bones on a plate and stack them. Well, I did what you asked. You instructions. All right, so my nod's going to Warren Sapp. Yes, definitely. My nod's going to Warren Sapp. Is I... anyone wear 49? Was there any 49s? Oh, you know, I didn't look because this is episode 49 of season two. I'm going to go with no. Probably. Yes, no. there really? are two okay. guys. Hold on. Anyone we've heard of or played when Bobby Mitchell, not Freddie Mitchell. No, Bobby Mitchell, Freddie Mitchell. He was the guy I couldn't remember like 10 episodes ago when I was talking about Fred X. That was Freddie Mitchell. Oh, there it is. That only took me two months to remember. Uh, And Walt Keeling, Keesling. I don't know either of them, so I'm moving on. All right. Okay. so burning hot takes. Let's start with the one that we got from Cinch. Okay. We can do that. You know what? We have two written in burning hot takes. So let's start with those first. So I got to go back to my messages. Uh, What do you think of the beer now? You've been drinking it more. I like it. I like it a lot. I wish you had more of it. Um, Okay. Cinch wants to know from us. Okay. If we have seen Cinch, one of our regular contributors, if you've listened here before, you've heard him. If we have seen the best of Aaron Rodgers... 
then who was better, Favre or Rodgers? Craig, if we uh, were, if, we if Aaron Rodgers is a, based on what we've seen, so he's basically saying only based on what we've seen, like if Rodgers is not going to bounce back and we've seen the best Aaron Rodgers we've ever going to see, who was the better Packer quarterback? Ah, uh, it's rough. <clears throat> They're so like different play styles. Uh, I would have to lean towards Favre. I would have to as well. Just because he would he would take more risks throwing, and he would usually get to the receiver he was trying to throw to. You know, so he was... Um, I agree. He was much more entertaining to watch. I agree. Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback, but... It's a great question. I just don't know how much I could debate it. Um, Aaron Rodgers... We're starting to learn more and more in Rodgers' career that there's some attitude there, much like Favre had. Um, I, I just don't know. I think I think Rodgers needs to bounce back this year and have a big year. He really does. <clears> to or he's done. Cement himself in um, in uh, the lore of the Packers. That's my opinion. So yeah, because Favre was like watching Patrick Mahomes. Right. Then. So I'm gonna. All right. So this is my question this week. I'm gonna. Okay. Pa- I'm gonna punt my question to Sean who sent a text that was probably sent with international rates Perfect. from somewhere in Portugal. <laughs> um, I hope he and his wife are having a lovely time. Hello, Stephanie and Sean, and hello, Deb. Hi, Deb. Um, Sean wants to know, aside from Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Yes, he mentioned, I think he specifically mentioned a Brown because he wanted to make Craig upset. What player on a new team can we expect to have a great 2019 a fantasy season? A new team. Yes. Old face in a new place. So let me give you a couple of the more notable. Frank Gore is now a Bill. Right. So there's my answer, Frank Gore. <laughs> John Brown is now a Buffalo Bill. Let's see. Cole Beasley is a Bill. Cole Beasley is a Bill? Yeah. Dwayne Allen's in Miami. Uh, Le'Veon Bell in New York. That's kind of a big one. Jamison Crowder on the Jets. Mark Ingram on the Ravens. Kareem Hunt on the Browns. We've already mentioned ODJ. Uh, I'm looking for more offensive players. Devin Funches in Indianapolis. Nick Foles in Jacksonville. Adam Humphreys is now a Titan. That's interesting. I forgot about that. Joe Flacco in Denver. Carlos Hyde in Kansas City. Tyrod in L.A. on the uh, Chargers. People moved around. Antonio Brown is now a Raider. So which of those names jumps out at you? This is the guy who's going to uh, have a really good season. So there's, there's two names. Go for it. Uh, one you didn't mention. The first one I think is who's going to have the most impact is I just still think it's going to be Bell. Okay. The Jets, since LaDainian Tomlinson, are now going to have a top-tier featured running back, and I think he's going to make the biggest impact. Is Bell. Is Bell. Okay. Now, second question is, fantasy-wise, I'll tell you this right now because I've been saying it for several weeks. Here we go. For the first five to six weeks, somebody in Miami who's throwing the ball is going to be a top-three fantasy quarterback. Magic. It's Fitz Magic in Miami. Why do we feel he's throwing the ball? Is somebody suspended? No, because he's right now he's a starter. Is he really? Yeah, he's the best quarterback in camp right now. Did where's Ryan Tannehill? He's in um, uh, the Titans. Oh my God, that's right. So wait, and now Josh Josh Rosen is in Miami. That's you don't think Rosen's going to beat him out by opening day? Not no. Wow. Nope. So you're going. Fitzmagic. Yeah, I am. Like but, that gift. But here's the problem. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. Fitzmagic on the Dolphins last year? No. Where was he last year? He was in Tampa. He was? Yeah. 
Huh. He signed with the Dolphins this year before so they got Rosen. He's not on my list of people in new places. I didn't say Ryan Fitzpatrick, did you I? didn't. So I either missed it or it's not on this list. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens and Mark Ingram. Same thing. Except Ingram is going to benefit after his suspension is over. True, which is what, week four? Yeah, six. something like that. I think Ingram's going to be a huge contributor there. Huge. Ray Rice, but without the bad stuff. Now, here's the thing. With, with him and Kamara, they're both going to be featured backs now. You think their stats are going to... Yeah, I don't affected know. Affected by that? I don't know. I think Ingram, I, I'll say Ingram, no. Ingram's issue has always been health. Always been health. Well, and now eligibility. Um, Alvin Kamara, we don't have enough data. Okay. If Kamara goes nuts this year and handles the load and the Saints go like 14 and 2, excuse me, no one's going to question him. If they find a weakness and they key in on him and they find a consistency in Sean Payton's offense, like every time he does this, they're going to do that, and they're able to get to him, maybe. All right. He might suffer. Fair. But Ingram's the one I would look at. All right, so there Fair. so there you go. That That's for Sean. Go enjoy your honeymoon. Why are you listening to us right now? <laughs> go, go enjoy your honeymoon. Um, right, Craig, what do you got for me this week? Uh, me, because I there's there's two topics that involve your team. Okay. So I wanted to get this shorter one out, yeah, out of the, it. The bigger one's my bigger, rant, and that's right, coming right, next. Right, 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 um, Tyreek Hill is now being investigated by the NFL. Yes. As a Chief fan, do you think this is going to affect his season? Is he gonna, is the NFL going to suspend him? Because remember, everyone has to remember, the NFL has its own rules and laws. Does it doesn't matter. Need, doesn't care what the police say. Does not need physical proof. Right. They, they go based on, like, consensus of evidence. Tom Brady thought that not providing his cell phone, and I still, sorry, Sage, <laughs> don't buy. Well, I dropped it down a sewer, then drove over it, then With wrapped it in meat and fed it to my dogs and then hammered the crap out of it accidentally. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Um, I've had, I, let me just tell you, I've carried iPhones now for, like, the last seven or eight years. I've broken my screen once, and I drop this son of a bitch every single day, multiple times a day. <laughs> That's why I pay an extra $50 every time I go to see Craig for a new phone for the freaking Apple Care, or 100 bucks, whatever it is. I always do. So I don't buy that. Um, wait a minute, what was the question? Uh, <clears throat> Tyreek oh, Hill. Kill. He... So there's, I, I absolutely think he's facing a suspension. Um, I'm going to guess two to four games. But I don't think it's going to interfere with the season that much. I really don't. He's going to miss time. His stats will suffer because he's going to miss time. But I think he's going to be okay with this. Again, all of the details in this are so sketchy. We have a child who has signs of marks, but both parents admit that they spank him. We have an audio tape where he basically just says to his wife, you better fear me. But it was only released after the DA refused to press charges. We have a woman who sits there and says, well, that's a threat. He threatened me, but he knows that she has been incorporating um, punishment, corporal punishment. Is it possible that when he says, you better be afraid of me too, it's more about what he knows and what he's seen than him trying to make a physical threat? It's possible. I don't know. All I'm saying is there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but as Craig pointed out, Circumstantial evidence is all you need in the NFL to get a suspension. Right. That's it. We saw it with Brady. Circumstantial evidence is all you need. <clears throat> what do you think? Are we looking at a suspension here? Um, I think we're probably looking at least two to two. I would say two to four games. That's what I'm thinking too. Because don't forget, remember Adrian Peterson got suspended for a whole season. Yeah. 
for it. Well, I mean, he did hit his and, kid and with the a NFL switch. is looking at it differently now. Right. The NFL is much more looking at compromise suspensions. They'll walk into a room. Instead of just saying you're going to be suspended for a season, they'll walk into a room and go, listen, you're getting a suspension. I get to decide whether or not the suspension is reduced or not. Let's cut to the chase. I want to suspend you four games. You're going to appeal. What can I give you so that you don't appeal so we can all put this behind us? And Tyreek Hill's going to go two games. Seriously, you want to know what I'll accept? I'll accept two games. Great. Goodell is going to go out there and say, I looked at the evidence. It's a two-game suspension. And Tyreek Hill will go, I'm not going to appeal. Thank you to the commissioner's office for taking in all sides. He's going to sit two games, and it's going to be fine. That's my take on it. All right. That's, That's my take on it. They learned from the Ray Rice and the Adrian Peterson drama and with all the suing that Tom Brady did over his suspension, literally going to the courts <coughs> to try and get his reduced, that there's just it's a waste of time you know, and money. You know, it's amazing. Since doesn't drive his truck into like a pole. <laughs> well, that's a fact. That's a fact. Tom Brady no, really. sued we love you, the Cinch. NFL on be- we love the you. NFLPA or on, on his behalf. Sued the NFL. Because of what they considered unfair labor practices. The NFL doesn't want to go through that. It's costly. It costs money to send your lawyers to court. Yes. If that is news to you, hello. (laughs) My name is Britt, and you are listening to what's called a podcast. (laughs) I don't know how you found it if you didn't know that that going to court costs you money, but you did. That They want to avoid it. They want to avoid all the song and dance. That is what they learned from Deflategate is that it's better to compromise and save money. Right. Because that's what the NFL is about, folks. It's a business. It's a business. Um, and really quick, before we get into your rant of the week, Yeah. Um, I remember when our group chat, uh, Cinch was telling me how many championships the Patriots won. I think he said like six. Oh, God. No. Six? You said you were not going to do this. Six? The- I'm not going to go through the wild card berths, the division titles, and the AL pennants. I'm just going to say you were not going to do this. I'm just going to say that the Yankees have won 27 titles. Yeah. That's all. And I love the Mets. I have nothing against the Mets. I just find them enjoyable to watch. You promised him you were not going to do this. I did some done. I'm moving on. (laughs) All right. So the other thing that happened this week with Chiefland, I love talking about my Chiefs, but not for these reasons, was that a certain um, radio personality ended up suspended from his day job. I'm going to try to get this name right, and I'm going to botch it because I don't know who this guy is, and I don't care. Kevin Keatsman? Keitsman? That's good enough. Um, works for Sports Radio 810 uh, and hosts a show called Between the Lines. Uh, on Monday, um, he went off about the Tyreek Hill thing and how Tyreek Hill apparently is, in his opinion, not a good person, Arguable. Right. He had a domestic I mean, violence incident that he pled guilty to in college, and he served his probation. He clearly has some anger issues. He clearly has some anger issues. He's in what I consider to be a negative and destructive relationship, and that's based solely on the outsider's look. So before you start sending me hate mail, <laughs> just telling you, most women don't record you trying to implicate yourself in an airport. Just saying. Um, But this guy... Uh, Keitzman or Keatsman, whatever it is. I'm just going to call him Kevin. That's fine. That's Kevin went on the air and made the following statement. I'm going to read a quote. Okay, go ahead. Quote, Andy Reid does not have a great record of fixing players. He doesn't. Discipline is not his thing. It did not work out particularly well in his family life. And that needs to be added to this as we're talking about the Chiefs. 
He wasn't real great at that either. He's had a lot of things go bad on him, family and players, end quote. That's not cool. Who do you think he's referring to when he says family? Uh, well, I mean, if you don't follow football, you wouldn't know, but I'm going to assume that his it was his son who died. That's correct. He had a drug issue. Most folk, he died of an overdose. Yeah. He had an, uh, an addiction issue and he died of an overdose. He's claimed initially, and then issued an apology today, he claimed initially that he wasn't talking specifically about that son, but about his family in general. That, well, that, what? Here's the bottom line. <laughs> it's a dick move. They suspended him over this. People called for his firing, and the radio station suspended him, and he issued an apology today. It's a dick move. It doesn't make a difference how many kids somebody has. You don't joke about what a bad father he is if he's got a suicide in his immediate family. Right. I I was outraged by this. Not outraged like I'm going to call this guy and tell him to go to hell or I'm going to call for his firing. I've said wrong things on the, on this podcast. I have said incorrect things. I've apologized for them. Except I've, David Johnson. <laughs> I've had people call me out and say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing based on my opinion. And this is his opinion. But I am smart enough to not poke at a father who has lost a son to addiction when I'm talking about fixing, quote, fixing, unquote, people. You don't fix people. They are not cars. They are not broken plays. You don't fix them. We are all works in progress, including Andy Reid himself. I am sure if you sat Andy Reid down in a moment of true honesty, he could write a laundry list of things he would like to improve about himself. Every freaking human could. You do not call those things out on the air. So you know what? I'm going to call you out on the air. You know what you need to fix, Kitesman? Your attitude and make your name more pronounceable. <laughs> because this was a dick move and an apology is the least you can do. The least. I think you should go spend a day in an addiction treatment facility. Go see what people with addiction deal with. Talk to their families. Go to a group family counseling session and listen to people talk about people in addiction and how it's ruined their family. And then walk out of there and pass your holy hell judgment. Because you know what? I'm passing my holy hell judgment on you right now, but I work in that field. I've seen addiction. I've seen families destroyed by this. And for you to come out and say Andy Reid has no ground to stand on because of his family life is not only short-sighted, it makes you an asshole. And there, I've gone on one that Craig is like, oh God, the explicit rating's going up! It's going up! He's explicit for a reason. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to remind you at this time, this is an explicit podcast. <laughs> no, seriously, it really raised my dander. Maybe it's because I'm in the field, but maybe. this really got... Maybe it's because I'm a chief fan. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. I don't have kids. I'm never going to have to live with what Andy lived with. I'm not. But I can't imagine somebody calling me out like that. Yeah, and you can't compare his home life to the like to the Chiefs. Like, what is... Right. Like, Okay, fine. You know, every you know you want to look at a team that doesn't that has discipline problems. Look at the Steelers. Right? Does that make Mike Tomlin a bad dad? Are you suggesting yeah. that Mike Tomlin at his home can't? I don't even know if Mike Tomlin has kids. I'm gonna guess we'll he does. We'll just assume he does for this argument. Let's assume for the point of right. So you're assuming that he's not a disciplinarian at home because he's let the Steelers get away with a lot of crap. Are you assuming that Bill Belichick is like the father from Sound of Music because he is such a disciplinarian (laughs) and he doesn't take any crap that he walks in the door and blows a whistle and they line up in order of age and announce their names to visitors? 
Is that what we're suggesting? <laughs> That's a funny image. <laughs> and, and I know Belichick has kids because I, I believe he he's talked about his his daughters before. So it, it's just now, it's just ridiculous. I don't even know, like, ta- why did he, why did he, I don't even know why he said that because they were talking about Tyree Kill. And right. he was making the point that Tyreek Hill is not going to be "quote unquote" saved by or fixed because he can't save his family. Right. That's still not. It's a, still a stupid. It's the old argument. physician cure thyself argument. Right. It just makes no sense. Like, is he? Is he? Was he trying to become like a shock jock radio guy? No, I think he that? was trying to make a point that Tyreek Hill is a lost case and that she should cut ties with him. And so then argument, he should have just said that. And the <laughs> argument can't be made. The argument can't be made that they drafted him as a second chance player. They did. My argument isn't that Tyreek Hill isn't culpable in all of this. My argument is it is way too convenient with the circumstantial evidence on this to condemn him. This is not Ray Rice getting caught in an elevator landing a blow. This is not Kareem Hunt kicking a woman on video. This is an audio recording (laughs) taken in secret that was withheld as evidence <laughs> by an individual who had something to gain with its release. If you've ever been a part of a custody hearing, you know either parent will lay down their lives for their kids. If they think they're the better parent, they will go to all ends of the earth. And again, I'm not a parent. I'm making an assumption just the same way this guy made, except I'm not being a dick about it. She may have been concerned about the safety of her kid. If she were concerned about the safety of her kid, she would have released the audio right away. Right, because this was before they went to court, She's or co- before they cleared. They, this was the no day charges. after the DA said, "I'm not charging Tyreek Hill." Magically, there is this recording that is shifty to me at best, and you have to consider that. Then you see the investigation report saying that they interviewed her and that she admitted that she uses corporal punishment on the kid. Now you got to get into motive. Why would she make that recording? Why would she withhold it? Is it possible that she feared losing custody of her kid, so she did what she thought she had to do to make him the bad guy? Is possible. it possible? It's yes, possible. It's possible. So we have to consider it until another alternative. Occam's razor, folks. The simplest solution, until disproven, <laughs> is always preferable. The simple solution is something ain't right in Tyreek Hill's household. It could be him, it could be her, but only one party has made secret recordings, withheld them, and then released them when it's convenient. Again, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, because I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying the timing on this is shifty, the whole thing looks shifty, that kid is not in a good environment, I'm not saying Tyreek Hill is blameless, I'm saying I can't convict Tyreek Hill because of this this poorly conceived and operated evidence. It's not like he said, yes, I hit my kid on tape. He never says that. He denies hurting his kid. He denies that the kid is afraid of him. The only thing he does is say she better be afraid. So if you're going to convict Andy Reid because of that, because he didn't fix Tyreek Hill, and you're going to convict Tyreek Hill, the only thing Tyreek Hill that I'm sure of is guilty of is poor decision-making and who he decided to settle down with and have a family. Right. And that was before the Chiefs. And that's on both of them. Yes. That's on both of them. You've got to be smarter than that. Same thing with Zeke. We talk about Zeke all the time. Start being like, smart. What are you doing? Because he got it, like with the thing with the casino. Yes. He was handcuffed in a casino. Yes. You think after the last two times he had issues, he would not do crap. Be careful. Even if you're not in the wrong, keep yourself out like of situations. Kareem Hunt. 
he should have just stayed in his room. He yes. wasn't in the hallway in the beginning. What did I say? <laughs> if he lets his security handle this and he puts on a smoking jacket with a snifter of brandy, he's okay. Instead, he decides he's going to be the big man. He comes down the hallway. Now he's on the Cleveland Browns. He's probably a backup. Make good decisions, folks. Be aware. You are NFL players. You will make a boatload of cash. And it can all go away really quick. <laughs> and people know this. And people want your cash. So they can put you in a position where you don't make good decisions and you put your career at risk. Or they can put you in positions where it looks like you don't make good decisions. Either way, you've got to be careful. At the end of the day, this guy should not be making assumptions on Andy Reid's personal life. Right. Nor should we be making assumptions on Tyreek Hill's guilt. Right. We need to let these things take their course. The NFL is going to suspend him. Let's go through that. Let's move past it. Now, if a month after his suspension comes out, he's arrested for domestic violence or anything like that, and it's proven, by all means, and let's end his career. Let's do the right thing. But let's make sure that this is not something that is it make sure it is what it looks like because sometimes things are not what they seem and that's why we have to just be careful get to the facts we see it in our everyday life too we see you know we see you know, the fake news and you know this place is a front for the uh, I mean, let's never forget Pizzagate. Some people are so convinced that evil things were happening in a pizza parlor. They showed up there with guns. <laughs> they had no proof other than a radio guy going off that there was people being held in the basement. And they decided they were going to be Rambo and free them. And it wasn't true. Let's get to the facts. Right now, what I'm telling you is, based on the limited amount of information, I can't say anything about Andy Reid or Tyreek Hill. We've got to let these things go through. What I will say is this. Tyreek Hill is plummeting. In drafts. He is. Snatch him up. Take the risk. When you get down to like wide receiver 15, if he's still sitting on the board, draft his ass. Why on earth? Especially in best ball. Especially in best ball or in dynasty. We did a dynasty startup, which we'll talk about really briefly. But, um, oh, wait, I just got a breaking news from ESPN. Hill has met with the investigators. And the answer is? Uh, lasted eight hours. Jesus. And remains subject to suspension under NFL policy. So we'll, the breaking news, again, the last time we brought you breaking news, it's because Le'Veon Bell had jewelry stolen from, quote, girlfriends. Who were naked in bed when he left them. Is it, that part came out later, did it, really? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Don't be person. And again, I know a lot of people say, well, Britt, you're giving Hill a pass because you're a Chiefs fan. That's possible. I'm not going to say that's not, that's not possible. I'm just saying I'm going to delay judgment on this. The evidence is circumstantial at best. I don't like circumstantial evidence. I like investigations that re yield real evidence that tell me real facts. The only fact we have in, in Tyreek Hill's case right now is that that little boy has been hit by and one or both of his parents. Probably should be in another home. <laughs> and probably should be in another home. And hopefully whatever is right for that boy is what will happen. But there is not enough evidence right now for me to convict Tyreek Hill on whatever's going on. So... As a last right. as a last note, yes, yes. Andy Reid does have five kids, one of which obviously we unfortunately lost. He has another son. Okay, his son is on the Chiefs' coaching staff. Really? Do you know what his first name is? Is it Andy? It's Britt. Really? Spelled B R I T T, just like wow. me. I might Britt be Andy Reed. Reed's other son and don't know it or haven't told you. <laughs> is it true? Absolutely freaking not. But it might give me an opportunity to send him an email. Hey, 
can I get something signed? My name's Brit too. <laughs> so anyway, all right. I wasted a nice. lot of time on that, but I, I just, I, I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of the people who say Hill deserves a full year suspension for what? For having a bad relationship. Now, Adrian Peterson, did, did someone see him do it? Yeah, it was witnessed by his family. They all, all right. backed up that he cut a switch and then he he hit his children and he didn't die it. He said, "This is what I did. This is how I was raised." And there. That's okay. You, you have to be careful when you discipline your kids these days. You have to. You have to be conscientious. You do. You have to go where there's no camera. But there was no question. There was no. Yeah. Well, there was. There was never a question of did somebody else do the hitting. We have that in the Hill case. Right. We know that may, Hill has hit his kid. We don't know that Hill is the one who's caused these injuries. But I just I feel really bad for that kid. And I feel really bad for everybody associated with this because it's a terrible thing. And I feel really bad for the Reed family that they now have to deal with this um, after after going through so much. It, it really. You know, we come on the air every week and every week we come on here and we give you our take on stuff. It should not be a place where you get to go free form on whatever you want and and just attack people. And sports radio has become that in a lot of places. It's why I don't listen to Colin Coward anymore. Colin Coward just attacks without basis. He goes and he seeks out facts that meet his narrative and then he shares them and that's it. That's all he ever shares. That's why he and Baker Mayfield have such beef right now. I know you. I know you agree with him on that. I know you do, and that's fine. What's not fine is our glasses are empty. That's true. So let's move on to another topic. Let's talk about something a little lighter. Sure. I. I don't. Really... A, while you're opening that up, I have a quick question for you. Sure. It's not so much a hot take, but it's a question. That's okay. We're out so of there, you know, there's there's Kyler Murray, right? Oh, yeah, there's Dwayne. There's Dwayne Haskins. Player. Yeah. They're rookie QBs. Yeah. Ooh. Do you think? Do you think it's good for a rookie QB to just take a year off and not start automatically? Yes. Yes, I think there is some logic. So I'm pretty sure Dwayne Haskins is going to start. But I'm not sure I'm not sure about Kyler Murray. That's out of necessity. Let's again, we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the 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 Brit Rams about the Chiefs episode. Alex Smith was still a decent quarterback. Now he's injured. Now he's broken. But Alex Smith was still a decent quarterback. They can afford to do that with Mahomes. They can afford to have Mahomes back there for a year learning. You don't have a live quarterback in Washington. We use Colt McCoy. You or want RG three? Yeah, you want this guy learning from one of those guys? No, you're gonna have to throw him to the wolves. Think about when um, Peyton Manning started. Peyton Manning won one three games his first season. I think so. But he had nobody else. They have Don Magikowski. <laughs> I think seriously, the Magic Man was on that team. And I might be wrong, but I think it was. Think about when Eli joined the Giants. You're going to have him behind Dave Brown for a year? So he can learn what? It's a valid point. It's a valid point. When you have decent quarterback play, you can back up the rookies. When you don't, you can't. Dwayne Haskins is probably going to have to start. What is this? This is a beer by Mayflower Brewing Company. I love the name. Love and Wrestling. And it's in like neon print or font. It's Bush. It is a double dry hop New England IPA. New England double IPA, I should say. Get it in my belly. Uh, there is no description of this beer. I will give you one in a moment. The first thing I can tell you about this beer is it's a 16-ounce uh, can, so it's too big for the glass Craig gave me. Craig gave me a nice beer glass, but <laughs> oh, I can't wow. fit you, it all. What are you going to so. do? All right, let's see. All right, I get a this lot is of another, citra. Um, this is from the uh, Turnpike Spirits I go to. Uh, I was asking them for new beers, and one of the guys there is like, yep, this one's really, really good. Um, it's the last four-pack. And I said, okay. Done. <laughs> Craig said, give it to me. 
Yeah, there's really no there's no description on the side at all. All right. Uh, it's got a very Citra hops nose, if you like beers with Citra hops. By the way, we finally figured out that's what my wife likes in beer. She likes she the IPA she likes all have Citra hops. She likes that orangey flavor that you get. So, all right, it's a uh, lower light penetration, but I wouldn't call it dank. It's not thick looking. Uh, let's see. He's taking a swig. He's thinking. Interesting. I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, I'm letting the flavor wash over my palate. <laughs> it's hoppy up front. It kind of screams citra hops without screaming orange up front. And then you get the citrus flavor first. So you're getting citra, then citrus, and then it's really smooth and mild on the back end. I don't know. I, I want to like this beer. Um, it's just, it feels harsh up front. That's a nice pour by Craig. Craig always Thank gives you. Me cr- credit for my pour. That was a nice pour. Thank you. Um, I don't know. Let's. Have you tried it yet? This is your so, first yeah. try? Go mm-hmm. ahead. Go for it. I mean, I'm going to drink this beer. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. I just feel like it's Man. a little, it's so smooth at the back end, but it's so harsh up front. Yeah, it's kind of like if you ever watched Seinfeld and Kramer just burst into the door. It's and like Craig that. Craig brings an analogy to the table. <laughs> I was so not doing that this week, so I'm glad Craig did because I love doing them. But yes, it's like Kramer busts through the door and it goes, oh, hey, Jerry, and closes the door gently behind him and says, I was just talking to Bob Sakamano. Yeah. And then a conversation ensues. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's very sudden and harsh up front and, and then, then kind of smells And it just out. goes away. And it just goes away. Kind of like, you know, if you're listening to Garrison Keillor, <laughs> watching the waves roll out on Lake Wagabon. All right, maybe I said too much. All right, really quick. Craig and I got sucked into a Dynasty League. We did. A Dynasty startup. Yep. Um, and uh, we fun. completed a Dynasty draft. So I just want to spend like five minutes because believe it or not, we are almost out of time already. Craig, I basically ran this draft. Yes. But with a lot of input for Craig. Craig was starring players. He was using the Sleeper app on his end. This was also our first experience with the Sleeper app. I liked I liked it. Yeah. It's a good draft tool. It's a good, it's a good um, I would good do app. drafts through that again. Um, what did you like? What did you dislike? We drafted two in a 12-team and a 12-team snake. God, I just hate. Because, and again, I know I've mentioned this before. Oh, and really quick. Because, yeah. No rookies could be selected before round 22. I kind of like that rule. That's because it's a dynasty. I kind of like it. Otherwise, the rookies are going first. Right, or at least by the fifth round. Yes, the rookies are all going by the fifth round. So that was one of the rules. So what did you like about what did you um, like? What did you hate? Tell me your, your thoughts. Again, because because of I'm spoiled because of our league, I just despise snake drafts so much. <laughs> we use a shifting We're position. We're essentially paradigm. using the NFL draft style. No, the NFL just uses a straightforward number system. That's true. Yeah, we're kind of our own little custom thing. It's not a snake draft. If you pick one in the first round, you pick second in the third round. Right. Third in the third round, fourth in the fourth round. You move back one pick every round. And what that does is it creates random doubles. Right. So whoever drafts, and it's a 10 team. So whoever drafts 10 has a double between rounds one and two. Whoever drafts ninth is going to have that same double between second and third. And so forth. Yeah. So there's, it's a sliding scale kind of thing. But see, when you're in a snake draft, you know, we drafted what, second, third? We drafted second. So there was times <laughs> where we had 20 picks to go. Right. And yeah. that's a lot of players. And we picked 11th when it got to the rookie round, which was sad. Uh, that was sad. So I like the rookies being like waiting. So that was cool. There was one um, guy Craig wanted. One. One, one guy. 
And Here he got, we go. He got drafted like three picks before us because I figured no one would know about him. Well, there was it was a couple times we got sniped. So in the rookie rounds, the first thing I said to Craig was in round twenty six, the last round of the draft, we're drafting Benny Snell. Right. Because we have been drafting Benny Snell. We've been drafting Benny Snell in the last round of every best ball we have done for weeks. As half a joke and half because we really do think he's gonna get the goal line carries. But I'm like, if we're getting him in the last round in best ball, we'll get him late in this. So I said, Craig, I'm penciling him in for our last pick in the 26th yep. round. He goes in the free first freaking round of the rookie draft before we even get on the clock. <laughs> and Benny Snell is gone. And I'm like, what in the actual f- is this? You can say it. We're explicit. I've already I've, I've said dick like six <laughs> times today. Dick, 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 dick. Oh, uh, my God. Can I put that? Is, yeah. Can this be the dick episode or is you iTunes going to have a fit? No, you can you can say Mr. Dick. Just... <laughs> this is going to be the Richard episode. <laughs> there you go. The episode um, where Britt talks about Richard. Yeah, and yeah, so there was there we got the rookies we really wanted. I mean, we did want Benny Snell. I don't even remember who we drafted. I got to pull it up. Um, but the last it went into the last round for rookies, and I was like, Britt, I want this one dude, this one kid, because a whose father is, and because b he's gigantic. And see if you watch him, he's actually he's a good running back. Yeah. Uh, I wanted Elijah Holyfield, and yes, his father is Evander Holyfield, and yes, his his arms are Evander gigantic. Real deal, Holyfield. That's right. Uh, and someone picked him like three picks before us. Son of a. That's what I said. That happened a lot. Like I said, Benny Snell went early. Oh, here's the draft board. Okay. Uh, this is also to- just so you know too. This is also a super flex. Yes. Which means we start two quarterbacks every week. Lord help me, yes. Um, do you know who one of our quarterbacks is? We have like four. Yeah. And I've had a couple of drinks, so I don't remember. Okay, so it's Andrew Luck. That who we grabbed in like did we grab him around two we or three? We were the first people to draft. To no, draft. we were the second person to draft a quarterback because we Mahomes went first. Okay. But we grabbed Andrew um, Luck before the run. That was the only really fantastic decision we made. We made good decisions, but the fantastic decision was in round three on the short turnaround. So we picked 11th in round two. Then we picked second in round three. Yep. I said to Craig, the quarterback rush is coming. It, it and we're going to have 20 picks. Let's grab Andrew Luck in round three, which I would only do in a super flex because Mahomes went in the end, middle of round two. Let's grab Luck. And goddamn if I wasn't right, because Kirk Cousins was the best available quarterback by the time we picked again. In the next 20 picks, 12 quarterbacks went. Yep. Everyone took a quarterback, and one guy took two. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have Andrew Luck. Uh, in this, right now in the Superflex spot, we have Phillip Rivers. Yep. Uh, we also have Joe Flacco. Average Joe. And you know, you know what? You know, he's going to be good for 230, 270 yards every week. But let's week. talk about why we took Joe Flacco. That was like round five-ish. Yep. Or six-ish. Yep. And Craig and I looked at the board, and there were only two start starting quarterbacks left. Because, again, super flex. And it's dynasty. So everyone's running at least three deep, probably four or five at quarterback. We got to a point where the only two starters available were Joe Flacco and Eli Manning. And I said, we have to be ready to go backup only. Let's grab Flacco. And Craig was like, Ugh. and then Craig looked at who was there and went, yeah, go ahead and grab yep. Flacco. And then do you know who our fourth quarterback is? 
I have a vague recollection. He's on a new team. Okay, is he a starter? No, because we I just said we no. Had... He's not a starter. He's not a starter. But he but could be a starter if someone if could, someone gets the hurt. The right situation comes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. It's Blake Bortles. Everyone. Blake Bortles, <laughs> the best backup in the National Football League, is on our dynasty team. Now you're gonna say to yourself, why would you draft Blake Bortles? And the easy answer is so I could do the voice. That's <laughs> the easy Bortles. answer. That's the easy answer. So the Tony Sakata voice I could do. So, so I just want to really quick, and then we're going to move on. We're not going to have time to cover the whole dynasty draft. We'll come back to. We'll talk about it maybe next week. Um, so Blake Bortles is out there, and I'm. We need another quarterback. <laughs> we, and we do. Know. And Craig is like, we could potentially wait till the rookie rounds, but we're drafting eleventh in yeah, the rookie rounds. Yeah, there's what three, four quarterbacks they were. Yeah, going. I mean, we might get we might get Drew Locke, maybe, and we didn't. He didn't follow us. Nope. But. Craig, I said, so finally, Craig was just like, who's the best available on the board? And I'm like, you don't want to. He- no, <laughs> I'm literally yeah. my text messages are like, wait, dot, dot, dot. No, dot, dot, <laughs> oh, dot. Oh, yeah. And then I said, literally, don't make me do this like a toddler who doesn't <laughs> want to shower or clean his room like a four year old. When daddy says it's time for your weekly shower or daily shower. I mean, I, I don't know. My parents only bathed me every three days when I was like four years old. I don't know how often four they bathe now. But I was like, Craig, don't make me do this. And yep. he's like, you've got to. And I'm like, yep. don't, don't. There's yep. got to be another way. And Craig's like, there's no other way. <laughs> and the reason we went that, because I, and this is how it started. I said to Craig, I said, we need a quarterback on a team that has high offensive potential. Right. With a solid backup. Yep. And a quarterback in the one spot who has injury history. And there was only one team <laughs> and one that pair all that fit all those criteria. And it was Jared Goff, Blake Bortles on the L.A. Rams. And I went, no, we and can't. I sent him a picture of a Bort license plate. <laughs> yes, from The Simpsons. And I went, Craig, no, don't make me do this. He goes, do it. You've got to. You've got to pull the trigger. So here's what I did. I'm going to be completely honest on the air. I went into my kitchen. <laughs> this was like 7 o'clock. We're on the clock. We're not on the clock yet, but we're going to be on the clock in like five minutes. Right. I went into my kitchen. I did a double shot of Jameson. (laughs) I did a double shot of Jameson, grabbed a beer from the fridge, and I drank the beer. And then the guy in front of us drafted. I don't remember who he drafted, but Bortles was there. (laughs) He was there. I went back into the kitchen and did another double shot of Jameson and came back, pushed the button, and then sent it to Craig and the rest of the podcaster crew and said, I just drafted Blake Bortles. And I feel terrible about myself. I'm going to therapy because I drafted Blake Bortles. And there's the title of the episode. (laughs) Remember, write that down. Yep. Well, I I proof these, so I'll hear it. All right, good, good. All right, anyway, we'll talk more about the Dynasty draft. So the bottom line was really different than redraft. This is the first one we've done. Yeah, because we were like, we can't, you know, we're looking at people like Flacco. We don't know if he's going to play another year, two years. And but then we have to worry about replacing him. At one point, Same Craig, with Rivers. At one point, Craig was like, Jason Witten could be the steal of this draft. And I'm like, for one year. True. Noah Fant is a better pick. And we got him. We did get him. Than Jason Witten. Even if Fant never pans out, he's a better percentage pick because of his youth. And that's the big thing. So Andrew Luckett, too, is a huge gamble because of his injury history. If he plays another 15 or 16 games this year, it's fine. But if he goes out and only plays 12 games Which this year, it's or bad. Or eight. <laughs> or eight. Philip Rivers is somewhat of a gamble. He's in the back end of his career. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll we'll see. 
Let's move on. So we're going to go to episode 100. The next we time are. you hear from us will be episode 100. 100. And uh, we don't know what that's going to be like yet. No. We're trying to get no. everybody in the room. Trying. We're trying to get a room big enough to have everybody in the room. Right. Because the um, the Craig Studio is really built for two slash three. Maybe three. Yeah, we, we accommodate three. I mean, three. if we really had to, we can squeeze four, but it'd be rough. No. We need somewhere to do this. So that's we're working on that. So that's my final thought. Stay tuned. It's probably going to be the week of July 10th. Because we don't feel like competing with fireworks next week. Right. Honestly, there probably will not be an episode next week. We're probably taking the week of July 4th off. Screw you. I'm moving. I need to have a drink. <laughs> Hashtag dick. Craig, what's your final thought this week? Um, wow. Yeah. Um, I packed a lot in there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> um, yeah, Craig's you know. In shock. I, I still am. I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, again, this is the perfect time to start doing drafts. You'll see where people get on best ball fun. Get on best ball friends. Yeah. Like I did a best ball draft a couple days ago and a lot of people dropped that. I didn't think we were going to drop. You know what? I'm going to ask you an honest question right now. Yeah. Is there more beer in your fridge we can drink? Yes. Do you have anything to do right after this? No. Let's go do a best ball after this. Done. I'm fired up. I've got two beers in me. I want to do a best ball. I want to draft Betty Snell overall number one and watch what happens. All right. No, we're not going to do that. But we are. Let's go do a best ball after this. All right, we can do that. All right. So, but Craig's right. Craig's right. You don't need rankings to have fun and go out there and do it. And if you do, there are great tools out there. Bell didn't go to like the third round, and I was shocked. Yeah. Fantasy Pros does a great mock draft simulator where you can do it by yourself. CBS Sports has a great mock draft room. Go out there and start practicing, guys. We say this every week. You cannot start early enough. What you can not do early enough is bet money. <laughs> the source told me last weekend, I will not do anything that costs me money before the month of August. Period. Won't do it. That's fair. But you can still go out there and do mocks. I guarantee you he's done six or seven already. Has he? Probably. I don't know. Hmm. When we're together for family stuff, he doesn't like to talk football. Weird. <sighs> yeah, having kids is weird. Weird. I don't have kids, so I don't have to worry about it. It's weird. So, <laughs> Anyway, all right. So leave us a review. Uh, iTunes. Uh, where else are we listening? Like, we're listening on 50 services now. Spotify, Spotify. iTunes. Google Podcasts. Player FM. Player FM. Anywhere you listen to us, leave us a review. Send us an email. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com. Yell at us on Twitter at FignutsDFS. By the way, we are approaching 300 followers Awesome. Which is great for a guy, for two guys who have not put any effort into getting followers. <laughs> there are podcasts out there with tens of thousands well, of followers. You got to pay for those. They pay for them or they make extraordinary efforts. I put out a tweet once in a while and say, hey, guys, if you like our podcast, please re- re- recast us. And we have a great group of supporting podcasts who say, yeah, we want to help these guys out. So follow us on Twitter. Connect with us on Facebook at the Football Fig Nuts. We will love to hear from you as August is now upon us. Well, July is now upon us and August to follow. You have questions about keepers and stuff. Toss them at us. We would love to talk about your stuff on the air. And the next time you hear from us will be the milestone. 100. Will it be epic? I hoped it would be. I don't know now. It might just be me and Craig here bantering. But you know what? There's a certain poetic symmetry to that if it is. That's true. We'll have at least cinch in here. Yeah. Because right now, Cinch is listening to this going, hell yeah, I'll clear my... What day is it? Well, July 10th, Cinch. We're probably recording on (laughs) July 10th. So uh, until then, enjoy your week. Get going on stuff. I am Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. (laughs) 